You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. At Evernorth Health Services... We believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Welcome to the first <laughs> first lockout edition of Sharing Socks. I'm uh, Southside Sox duty geezer Lee Allen, and with me, my son and West Coast correspondent, Will, and behind him, a big sign that says canceled. That doesn't mean us. I, I checked with our attorneys. Yes. We are allowed to talk about Major League Baseball and Major League Baseball players as long as we make no offers uh, to anyone. And money is not involved. So I, I think we're okay. Um, well, I'm going to go ahead and break that rule right now and tell Carlos or Adon, if you come back to the White Sox, I got 40 bucks for you. That's cash. I'll mail it. You'll have it within a week. So I broke the rules. I'm sorry. Uh, meanwhile, okay. So as expected, uh, the lockout occurred. We're recording this on Thursday. Uh, the lockout occurred last night. We delayed a day in recording because we figured so much stuff would happen Wednesday. Really, very little happened Wednesday. It all happened before Wednesday, I guess, because they didn't have time to do paperwork and whatnot if, if an agreement came up at that point. Nothing major really happened on Wednesday. Um, well, for the White Sox, um, every day is Wednesday. <laughs> every day is Wednesday. <laughs> I want to get into we, we need to get, obviously, to get to the White Sox because that's what the show is about. But, uh, the very, very, again, very, very little leaking out about the negotiations, except that they're nowhere. And the one thing that's come out, which I love, is, is, is the owner's proposal on playoffs. Not only do they want to go to seven teams so that we've totally cheapened the entire operation, but this thing, of the seven teams, number one record, in your league would get a buy 
then the winners, the other two division winners, would get to pick which of the four wildcard teams they want to play in the first round. And then the other two wildcard teams would play each other, and then you're down to four teams. And those are all best of three, I think, the first round, maybe. Uh, and and who knows? The whole idea is just to make sure everybody's in there so we can pretend there's an actual competition during the season, which there mostly isn't. Uh, and less. And I've, I've got some ideas on that. We probably won't have time to get into that today, but ways to make people actually up the ante, up their payrolls, uh, whilst giving them credit for being good when they do that, like like Tampa Bay, when go cheap and good, like Tampa Bay and, and Oakland usually do. Uh, but anyway, that that that's incredible. That's absolutely <laughs> incredible. Hey, Heidelberg himself would have thought, nope, that is way too convoluted to make a cartoon out of this. <laughs> hey, I am, I am, I am down. I I love the idea of seeing seventy two win teams in the playoffs. And I know when people are watching the NBA playoffs, the number one thing they think is, couldn't this be longer? And uh, I think this sounds like five or six months of uh, Major League Baseball playoffs. So uh, I'm all for it. And when I the, say that, I guess you could, what you could do is just get rid of the season, call the whole thing a playoff. Well, the, I mean, the NBA is starting to dabble with a mid-season tournament to try to gain interest halfway through the season. We're, apparently no one's paying attention to anything because they're trying to change all these things to make us more interested. Uh, I don't know what's going on. This idea, of course, is insane. Um, the whole one team gets a bye, the others get to pick their opponent. Now, I do love the playground kickball aspect of that, of, of winning your division and saying, uh, no, we're going to play the Mets. Like, I, I, I think it's really great. I love the idea of teams building forever hateful rivalries because of who picked who to play in the playoffs because you thought you'd have an easier chance to beat them. I can't believe this idea has even been made. And, and you know, you know, if the White Sox were the number two or three team, which they probably will be, uh, and got to pick their opponent, Han would screw up. He said, "Oh yeah, I I I forgot they've got the two best pitchers in the league." <laughs> you know? Yeah, he would he would take the uh he would take the the Yankees thinking, "Oh, well if we get through them, it'll be easy in the next round." Uh something that doesn't really work at that level. Uh I mean, this so the crazy thing about this to me, and uh, there's a lot of things that are ridiculous about this plan. Uh but the strangest thing to me is that they think that that would actually increase competition. I'm not sure it would. Uh, no, your so. teams that are tanking aren't the bottom, you know, 22 teams. It's it's those it's the those bottom eight, you know. So it, it doesn't make any sense to me that by getting us up to 14 teams, they think those bottom eight are gonna now all of a sudden not rebuild, or or at the very worst, your bottom four, the teams that are just completely you know, shelled for a year or two. It it doesn't make sense to me. They're they're not gonna get any closer to the fourteen spot than, you know, realistically if they if they had to to get higher to when the playoffs only had six teams or eight teams. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh is not becoming competitive. Exactly. It, it makes it makes no sense to me whatsoever. It, it, 
it seems like nobody thought about this outside of how do we shake it up and make it well they just more- they want as much playoffs the owners want as much playoffs as they possibly can because that's when the big TV money comes flying but out. if you keep expanding the playoffs they're that- cheaper and you get no TV viewing yeah I, I was, you know, I, I think we could reason that <laughs> if you keep expanding the playoffs, then eventually the playoffs start to feel like the season, which is what you're trying to avoid viewership wise. You want playoff viewers. This plan is just absurd. And the owners are so stupid. They're just, you know, I'm not, we're not going to be the first or last podcast this week to say that the owners are greedy, greedy jerks, but. This is just a, a desperate attempt at ruining the game. So meanwhile, the owners, of course, are trying to keep down the luxury tax level so they'll have an excuse not to go above a certain payroll. The players want to bring up the minimum uh, salary level. Uh, as I say, I have a plan on that, but it's almost as convoluted as the playoff plan that the owners came up with. So we won't get into it because it'll take the half hour. I think I'll write it. It'll be, it'll be better written. Um but uh, and we don't know the all these other things that are going on. There's much, of course, we know service time things and and uh, uh, arbitration rules and just all kinds of things. Apparently, they're nowhere on anything. They're as best we can tell. We can't tell much, but it seems like they're nowhere on everything. The meeting, the last meeting Wednesday was seven minutes. Seven Apparently, minutes. the owners threw something on the table and walked out. Yeah, which just tells you how you know compromising of a mood they're in uh it's it's an absolute disaster they are they are so unbelievably far from an agreement that's really all we know about it but what we do know is that they are unbelievably far from having any sort of agreement now they do have time theoretically uh to put this agreement together before spring trainings to start I'm not seeing a lot of people who think pitchers and catchers are going to report on time. Uh, most people are thinking that that's at least doomed at this point. And so it's potentially uh, a chunk of spring training. But it's all conjecture. You know, no, nobody really knows. Now they've got two months to that point. But, of course, they're going to, it's, it's going to be like Congress. You know, they're going to have a Christmas break and they're going to have a New Year's break and a Martin Luther King birthday break. And a midwinter break because it it's, gets, I don't know where they meet, but it's probably cold uh, or it's warm. Even, and they want to go swimming even, one way or the other. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's uh, not looking good. And I, I personally think we could see some of the season lost for this. It's, you know, the whole seven minute thing when that broke, that pretty much told me we are going to spend the winter in the dark at least. Because, uh, as you said, these things, this time of year, who knows when they'll even meet again. I mean, they could be now on a December 1st through 31st break, and then they start their New Year's break and, and all that. I, I have no idea, but I don't see anything being done with this stuff in 2021. I think they probably won't even seriously sit down together until 2022 which does not bode well for, for getting things in, in working order in time to start uh, spring training at the very beginning. The, the impetus comes up once they get to spring training because then the owners lose money. Well, so do the players. Everybody loses money. So 
at, at that point, there is an impetus to get something done. Over the winter, nobody's losing anything. You know, the canceled Sox Fest. Whoa, there's a biggie. Uh, and, That's and, it. And, and yeah. Like that. Uh, yeah. And, and even spring training, the owners will probably keep holding as much as they can. Because spring training money, of course, is nothing like regular season money. Uh, so we could see the owners just keep holding and holding and holding until the players. Except, except that they know if they delay spring training more than a couple of weeks, then they've delayed the season. And that's when they start. Yes. Yes. That is, that is certain. Uh, I don't think you would see them hold out for all of, all of spring training, but and of course, if it, they delay two weeks, it's a Valentine's weekend break. So oh, you right. can't negotiate that, that. That's a long one because those president's day, you got president's day sales. It's a romantic group. Furniture. Mattresses really big for President's Day. Where are these guys going to sleep? They now have to house the minor leaguers. Thank goodness that that is something good that's come out of this uh, past couple weeks. Is that Major League Baseball now has to house the minor league players, which is unbelievable. Which which raises a question: They are allowed to deal minor leaguers. In fact, even the the Rule Five draft, I think minor league. Is good. They can do that. They can't do anything that involves the major leaguers. I wonder if you could, to get a trade done, send your guy back to the minors if you still got a trip. They sent their guy back to the minors, and you trade these two AAA guys who happen to be, you know, $20 million a year major leaguers, uh, and you trade them at the minor league level, and they stay there until after the end of the thing. Somebody will come up with that. Somebody will. Somebody will. In fact, you just mentioning that probably just added a week onto uh, these negotiations we're talking about because they're they're going to be trying to figure that Craig, one out. Craig, sure. Craig Kimball, maybe as a minor leaguer, would be much more tradable than he is as an eighteen million dollar a year, sixteen million dollar. I would love, I would love to have Craig Kimball down in Birmingham helping these young kids get to the major league level where I don't want to see Craig Kimbrell is on our mound uh, at guaranteed rate at some they, point. They, they, it, that one amazed me. I mean, everything the White Sox have done this postseason has amazed me. That one, when they did it, you had to go, well, they had a deal. When they when they took his option at $16 million, which cost them 15 because otherwise it would have cost them one, you had to think they have a deal. And you expected that deal to come up in 48 hours. Nothing has happened, which means they don't have a deal. And they never probably had a deal. The the one that I'm hearing now uh, bandied about, just I think for people who want to be hopeful, is is, uh, John Segura uh, from the Phillies, which would be a nice second base grab. But exactly why uh, (laughs) the Phillies would do that. Is, is beyond me. They got a 2.7 war second baseman. I think I'd keep him. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I mean, and they we, just picked up a relief pitcher, a, a, a late innings relief pitcher, so their their needs are less. We will use that as our uh, opportunity to take a break, and we'll come back and we'll talk about what the uh, White Sox did or did not do. Uh, spoiler alert, it's more did not do. Uh, and, you know, decide whether or not we even want to have a season next year because uh i'm not so sure right now hey, no, they're I'm, still in the, they're still in the triple al central it's not like they're playing in the major leagues that's true that's a really good point uh so we will uh 
tie the socks into all of this madness when we come back on Sharing Socks. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Sharing Socks. Uh, we've discussed the issues facing the league, or lack thereof, a league. Uh, and now we will talk about what the White Sox did before the shutdown and what we might expect them to do after the shutdown. Uh, before the shutdown, not a whole lot. Uh, we got Lurie back on a deal that seems like entirely too much for Very nice for Lurie. I mean, I, uh, I like Lurie. I'm, I'm glad he gets to be rich. I have no idea why anybody would pay him that much money, but sure. It's an absurd amount of money. Uh, what is it? It's three years, $16 million or something like 16 that? 16 and a half. Well, somebody oh. pointed out that's pretty reasonable money if he's going to be your starting second baseman. True. And <laughs> not if he's just your utility guy. Unfortunately. Uh, and, of course, the Sox <laughs> whiffed on every other really possible second base guy. I mean, Semyon they weren't going to get. That just wasn't going to happen. But there were other things, other things in the trade. The one that gets me, the one that really bugs me about the second base is Joey Wendell. Yeah. Marlins gave up a mid-range, I think their number 21 prospect, an outfielder who's, who's had a couple months in, in AA where he did well, uh, then went to Arizona Fall League and was totally overmatched. They gave him up to get Wendell, who's an all-star second baseman. Plus, also has a lot of versatility uh, with Tampa Bay. Where were the Sox? We could, where's Adolfo, Adolfo and Bond, I think, gets that done. And I think the Sox are a hell of a lot better off uh, if that were the case, because Tampa Bay is always hunting for first baseman. Uh, along with the outfielder, apparently they wanted. Um, I mean, I don't. I'm not even sure you have to give up that much based on what the Rays got for Wendell worth it. from the Marlins. Exactly. I I don't even know that you're talking about giving up a name as big as Vaughn, even on his own, uh, let alone adding Adolfo in there. I I have no clue why we weren't part of this conversation. It makes absolutely no sense. This is a, a quick fix. He's a solid defensive player. He plays really well on the on the big stage in the playoffs. I just I can't for the life of me figure out how the White Sox didn't do this or couldn't do this. Uh, I, I'm not sure which one it is. Maybe the Rays thought they didn't even have a Bob Nightingale rumor. Exactly. We there at no point did I ever read about the White Sox being in in discussions for this or throwing their name in. Maybe Tampa said, 
hey, we're not going to deal this guy in the AL or something like that. But you would still think the White Sox would try to convince them otherwise. It, it really makes no sense to me. I, I mean, I would never be excited necessarily about getting Joey Wendell, but the fact of the matter is we don't have a major league starting second baseman, and Joey Wendell would become that very quickly. Yeah, he's easily. very good. He's, he's very good. He's second baseman. Yeah. Just this and, year, not not 10 years ago. And you can put him at third if Moncada's hurt, and he plays yeah. a, a nice third base as well. He can play it's, right field if need be. Comes at a very fair price and a, a nothing price trade-wise. It's so bizarre, and it leads me to my biggest concern, which is just that we're not going to do anything. You know, when they, when you're they, giving they, Lurie 16.5 and you're not going for a free Joey Wendell, essentially. And, and, and Kendall Graveman, good pitcher, good, good relief pitcher. Had, it, it, it's kind of like, uh, well, without all the all-star years before him, kind of like uh, Kimbrell, in that he had one half of a super season. His season last year with Seattle was fantastic. Once he got traded to Houston, he was good, but he wasn't anything super. The year before with Seattle, he was terrible. The year before that, he was out because he had Tommy John. Before the Tommy John, he was a starting pitcher, and he was an okay starting pitcher, but not great. Uh, I mean, he's good, but $24 million for three years, good. And that's your big move is, is Kendall Graveman. I, I think maybe because he struck out some of our guys in the playoffs and got really impressed. Uh, <laughs> that has to be it. Uh, because I, I mean, I don't, I get why we would try to get Kendall Graveman. Sure. I don't know why we would try to get him at $8 million a year. And I Three really years. don't know why we would go get him with that contract and then do virtually nothing else. It's so strange. It's like they think the big signings were Leori and Graveman. And, and, that's and then Han came out do. with his speech, his little speech yesterday about, well, it's it's not over, you know, December first isn't the end of the off season. We'll be back after uh, this lockout, and we'll we'll be moving along. But as you and I were, were shooting the bull before we recorded, after this, after the lockout, whenever it is, the Yankees are playing again, the Dodgers are playing again, the Giants are playing again, the the. Red Sox are playing again. All those guys who are riding at the luxury tax will know what the luxury tax levels are, and they're certainly going to be higher than they are now because they always go up. Players want them to go up a lot. Owners want them to go up a tiny bit, but they go up. Um, and it just, it just, it bottles. And 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 of course, can they get away with it? Yeah, because they're in the Triple AL Central. Detroit has improved. The Tigers unquestionably improved with, with getting Erod and, uh, well, they apparently gave up on Correa, uh, getting uh, Javi Baez, which is, which is a good find, good ball player. Strangely flaky, but a good ball player. Uh, as long as he's not running the bases. He's strange on the bases. <laughs> That's the, a nice way to say it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I am, I'm actually very concerned about Detroit at this point. And the reason is that is a young team. They are energetic. They are having fun. Remember, late in the season last year, they were a very solid They were better than the White Sox in the second half of the year. Yeah. 
And while they can't beat Dylan Cease. Uh, no, that, that's the thing. We pitched Cease against him 19 times. Wipe him out. We're fine. But I am, I'm genuinely concerned about Detroit. And I think people are sleeping on them. And it's, it's going to be really interesting, especially if the White Sox don't find a way to sign Rodon and bring Rodon back because we've slept on pretty much all of the starters who were going to be worth anything. Oh, I, I, think, I think that they believe that Keiko was going to be a viable number five and that Kopech is going to be your three or four. And I think Kopech is going to be great, but I don't think he's going to pitch more than 100, 110 innings. I just don't – I think that's very, very unrealistic. And that's a really lovely idea if we lived in a world where no one gets hurt ever pitching in Major League Baseball. And having Dallas Keuchel as anything but a guy coming off the bench in a desperate scenario means you're in really bad shape rotation-wise for next year, especially if we don't get Rodon back. And I'm not saying – I don't necessarily think we're going to. Oh, I don't actually, think we're going to. I, 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 think, oh, I don't think we're going to, but I, I don't know that we're out on him yet. Just because we made no other moves. And I, but I, I think all things being equal, he will go anywhere else as long as it's a contender, which everybody left to play is a contender. It's not not the Kansas yeah. City me, or or to uh, you know uh, Minnesota, but the, if it's the Yankees or Boston or San Francisco or Los Angeles or, or San Diego or Toronto decides they need somebody else. Um, Texas. I mean, Texas is suddenly a viable team. The West. <laughs> and, oh my God. Seattle's the, great. I I I just kind of pictured them at Seattle from the time this all started, but uh, they've gotten some guys, so maybe they're not. Yeah, they went out and got. They have the Cy Young winner. They went out and got Robbie Ray. Yeah. The a- AL West next year. I mean, you you think the East is going to be good, which they are. The West is going to be incredible. Eight of the nine best teams in the American League will be in the East and West. One will be in the Central. <laughs> and they might be the ninth best of those. Yeah, and the nice thing is, if they do that convoluted playoff scheme, Sox <laughs> have a great chance to be the number one winning team because they got 76 games, you know, 19 against where they pitch uh, Dylan against Detroit and then 57 against these other three teams that apparently – have no intention of playing in the major leagues next year. They have they do anything? Minnesota, Kansas no. City, Cleveland, nothing. No, no, the Gar- Kansas City, the, uh, a couple real, real minor things. Well, Cleveland changed their name. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that was big. Uh, no, Cleveland doesn't even seem to be participating in baseball this offseason. Uh, Kansas City, I didn't expect them to do anything, but they're certainly not. And uh, Minnesota gave Buxton the extension. Which, which will make That's playing against him more fun because he's a lot of fun to watch. Yes, uh, he's, he's a twin, yeah, and you don't great. want to root for him, but he's a lot of fun to watch. He is. He is. And it it gives Twins fans something to go to uh, see at the ballpark because otherwise I think it would have been pretty bleak again for them. Uh, I, I have no clue what the rest of the AL Central is doing. It doesn't even seem like they're really rebuilding. Uh, Detroit is the only one that – is really taking major steps forward with their young pitching staff and some of their young uh, position players as well and their acquisitions. I mean, they are in 
they're they're looking really good as I said yeah, they're, before. They're gonna, I, I think that we'll have another team that's over 500 anyway uh, yeah. unlike this past season uh, and of course the division will have a little harder time because we're playing the West the the NL West it's not a lot of games but still it's influential although I guess we get to play the Cubs anyway which is nice well the Cubs go out and get Stroman they can pitch Stroman against us four times um yeah, uh, the, I, mean, I was really shocked by that. I th- I thought they were just collapsing for the year, and then I thought so too. Well, they still are. I mean, it, adding Stroman isn't going to do it. Uh, so that's what makes it an even weirder addition. Is they didn't buy in on Stroman and then buy in on six other guys who can make them a competitor again in a very weak division. What they did was buy in on one guy, which essentially just gives you a very expensive starter every fifth day on a on a losing team. I I don't understand that move at all for the Cubs. Uh but I do like Stroman. I'm I'm glad he's gonna be in Chicago at least. Uh, I wish he was playing for us though on the South but he side. Won't. I mean he he made it clear he wasn't gonna play for Tony LaRusso. Yeah. So yeah, I he'll know. play for the Ricketts family, which is a little strange, incidentally. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've seen that that point going around, and I've made that comment many times, and nothing ever changes. So <laughs> I, I I don't even know at this point. I don't know. Do you go play for the Ricketts and, and potentially be on a good team, or do you go play for Reinsdorf and know that your second baseman is Lurie Garcia forever? Uh, it's It's a tough call at this point. Uh, but I think that's about all the time we have for today. Do you have any final thoughts? Uh, no, it's just going to be a very long winter. It's you know, you know, the old hot stove lake. The stove's not even hot. It's just the cold stove. It's an ice cold there. stove. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I'm not sure if we'll be back next week or the week after. I think we'll be back when there's some information out there. But as of right now, it's looking like it's going to be quiet for a minute. Uh, so all I will say is we will see you at some point in the near future or nearish future. Uh, and until then, uh, and if we don't Merry Christmas, happy new year. It's, it's Hanukkah now. Happy Hanukkah. Happy St. Patrick's day. Uh, <laughs> have a great Memorial day weekend and, uh, we'll see you when the season starts after the 4th of July. Uh, thanks for listening on sharing socks. <laughs>